story, 11 o'clock news, and it's like that. What you heard, they protect killer cops cause they will get served And it's like that, I ain't taking it back Cause it ain't where you're from, it's where you're at Where's B-more at, where's Brooklyn at Where's Gaza, where's Cleveland, where's Ferguson at And it's like that, better get off the fence Demonstrate, legislate, build self-defense Man, f*** these cops CNN, we run these blocks Snap a voice box and we'll speak with rocks It shouldn't take it this long to connect these dots, yo they don't even see us How long it take for them to bother to deceive us This ain't the first ready grade to come between us It's the last one they'll forget And you could take that to Jesus I put that on my people in the streets From the leaders to Alright folks, welcome This is Mark Steiner right here on the Mark Steiner Show On WEA And what you just heard uh, Comes out of a new film called It's Like That <laughs> And of course that was Son of None Kevin James is in the house Who opened the film And is a centerpiece of this film. Good to see you in the studio, Kevin. Always, man. Thanks for having me. How you Always doing? It's good to be here. Doing well, man. How about you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And my old friend Bashi Rose is in the house who directed yeah. and edited this film. Uh, he's founder of uh, Drama. Still, are you still working with that? No More Theater? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and No More Theater, videographer, editor at The Real News, and was a 2012 OSI Fellow. I forgot about that. Yeah. She did that. A little while ago. Yeah. 410 319 is the number here. You can tweet us at Mark Steiner. Comment on our Facebook page or send us an email to talk at signershow.org. But as the conversation unfolds, join us at 410-319-8888. So I've really been enjoying the kind of work that is coming out of your space here, Barshi, this and the, the film work that's going on. So talk about the, this collaboration, what the root of it is, and, and, and what the heart of this is. Kevin, I mean, go ahead. The way that things actually started with, with Bashi and me was that um, Jared Ball approached me to do a piece for um, the releasing the Dragon project, which is um, the George Jackson releasing the oh, Dragon. Releasing the Dragon. Oh, yeah, the, yeah. The, 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 the doctor yeah. you did yeah. just earlier. Yeah, right, yeah. right, right, right. Sorry. Yeah. Right. So, and I had seen some of Bashi's work earlier with um, pieces that he did for Leaders of a Beautiful Struggle, and um, I was just blown away by it. So I was honored to be asked to be a part of that. And then when he heard my song, he had thrown out the suggestion of possibly doing a video on it, and um, I was I was honored and. Fast forward, like, what did it take, like a year? Yeah. year yeah, plus? I to shoot this? No, 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 no. Before I, I, I got off my butt and said, <laughs> 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 let's make it happen. <laughs> He's an active brother, you know what I'm saying? He's right, constantly right, traveling, right. doing work. And we also, um, you know, also do work, uh, Gilmore Holmes with uh, Eddie Conway and Dominique. Right. So we right. have that. So... Uh, so t t I mean, talk about what I mean, what the heart of the of the piece is about, um, in terms of um, I mean, what the content is. We can play a little bit more in a minute, but I mean, what you were trying to get at with this film is like twelve and a half minutes, thirteen minute film, right? Yeah, yeah. So what we all what we all trying to get to with this? Yeah, basically, I didn't want to do just a regular music video. I wanted to show a side of Baltimore that a lot of people don't usually get to see, and a lot of folks who are already in the know aren't going to get a lot of new information out of this, right? But people who don't know will be able to look at Baltimore in a different way and be like, wow, okay, here are people who aren't just talking about the wire, who aren't just talking about the uprising, but here's what's happened since then, and here are the work, here are the different things that people have been doing, like um, Heber Brown is talking about Orita's Cross Freedom School, right? We have right. Um, Lady Breon, who's an independent um, spoken word artist, talking about LBS. We have... Um, 
PFK Boom talking about 300 gangsters in the in the community kitchen that they're working on, right? All these different projects that people are doing in the community trying to make Baltimore a better place that a lot of people just don't even think of when they think of Baltimore. So I wanted to change that. So, I mean, I who sees this film? It's, right, it's on Facebook. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's on Facebook. So that's, that's, that's the distribution point? Yeah, right. Facebook, YouTube. It's about twenty thousand views right now. Oh, really? So, yeah. mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. That's yeah. not bad. Yeah, I'm not complaining. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, the views from mostly Baltimore. Or are they from around? Um, it's it's from all over, actually. Yeah, definitely concentrated in the in the DMV, but all around, people are check have been checking it out, and I'm excited to see like the response. People have been really into it, um, and I'm just glad for that. So, um, l- let me. Uh, before we play another clip here, I, I know we have a Tawanda clip up. I want to see what else we can pull up because there's so much good stuff in there. Um, but I just want to talk about the concept itself. I mean, what you all are saying. Because when I looked at the film, um, A, I mean, clearly that as a filmmaker, Bashi, you were kind of creating your own very, your own style. Mm-hmm. You can kind of see a Bashi Rose style coming out mm-hmm. in this in this doc work, which harkens back to a lot of stuff that came out of a lot of thorough similar things in Cuba and other places. I mean, right. talk a bit about that. I want to get into the heart of what the politics and worldview here is. Yeah, um, yeah. you mentioned uh, Third World's Third Cinema coming out of uh, Argentina, late 60s, early 70s. And basically, you know, it's, it's you know, going against the grain of Hollywood, also going against the grain of um, even with, like, director Artur films like Godard and those kinds of films saying that cinema should be, represent people who are oppressed. You know what I'm saying? And they should use cinema as a tool, you know what I'm saying, to combat, you know, capitalism white supremacy and oppression uh, in general. But that also artistically it should be revolutionary as well. And what does that mean? So that means so you're not, you're not just following the dictates and structure of, uh, of Hollywood, right? Your approach to filmmaking, it doesn't have to um, you know, uh, be, be a waste of all these resources, right? Um, you can use you know, grassroots resources. What, what you have, use your talent, you know what I'm saying, and your community resources to make it work. Um, then also with this, it definitely has a strong political message, but also we include, you know, African spirituality. So, for example, you have uh, Haitian Veves of Ursuli Dantos, who was a spirit that was summoned um, during the ceremony in 1791 in Haiti that sparked the Haitian Revolution. So, you know, we want to combine all those things, and it's also part of the tradition of the black arts movement which, you know, sparked, sparked around you know, uh, 1965. Mario Baraka and, Mary and Baraka, all those, right, right. Uh, whole, whole slew of folk. So, you know, basically carrying that tradition, you know, Be More Style. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, really, Be More yeah. Style. I, I hear you about Be More Style. I mean, I, so I, w- I want to come back and talk a bit about some of the things you put in that film and where they came from because they were really kind of really kind of very beautiful, stark images that some of I've seen, some I've not seen before that I want to talk about. So, but, but Kevin, so... so I mean, the, the piece you did, you composed it for this film? So I wrote the piece. Um, it actually came out of after the uprising, just out of what I was feeling at the time. And the new label had just launched, uh, Firebrand Records. That was founded by Tom Morello right. and, and Ryan Harvey. That you're part of. Right, exactly. Right. So they wanted all the artists to submit a piece for a compilation. And it had been a while since I had been writing, and, and it just kind of came together that way. Um, I I had been a street medic during the uprising, um, so I was out there. I saw a lot of stuff, and I wanted to convey what I was feeling. And I felt like a lot of people could vibe with that because the more people that I talked to, the more 
we were on the same page, we were on the same wavelength about what was going down. So in some ways, I mean, I, a person with the kind of history I have and, and, and age I've got here, <laughs> there was a bit of flashback for me in terms of both the, the politics and the message. I mean, clearly the, the, the rhythm of the piece and the flow of it was very much late 20th, 21st century hip-hop in a very different world than it was in the 60s. But, the, but politically, there's something here that connects to that. I mean, it was like, like in some ways, no holds barred revolutionary outlook about where we are and what we have to do. Yeah, Is that yeah, fair to say? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, a lot of that's because we're still facing the same issues that we were mm-hmm. facing back then. You know, and some people could argue even more so, given um, the state of housing and, and, and education and whatnot. Right now. So what, uh, just to explore that a bit, in a bit more depth, and folks, do join us at 410-319-8888. I'm going to try to play a few more clips here. If we can pull them up, because I really want you to hear some of the stuff that went on with Heber Brown and others in that film. Um, but uh, I, I, I'd like to just explore for just a minute what, you mean, what we mean, your conception of revolution and revolutionary means in terms of what you're putting in, down in the film. I mean, there's the, I mean, clearly the kind of um, anger at, that comes out of what people face daily, mm. whether it's housing or it's in the community or police or whatever. Um, but also, it's also the, the, the approach in terms of uh, the kind of very positive nature of what a revolutionary act means in terms of working in the community and, and uplift. So, could you talk about that? What that, those definitions for a minute for us? I mean, you know, primary f- uh, influence and force of revolution is love. So, and and, and expression of uh, people's humanity. So, you know, when you're living in, a, in an oppressed situation, an oppressive social order, it, you know, it takes away from a people's collective humanity. So, I mean, the basic premise is that, you know, reform, you know, reform can help us along the way, but the ultimate goal should be to dismantle the social social order and replace it with a more humane one. And I think if we, if we start from that premise, I think we could be a lot more creative, a lot more assertive, assertive with, our, with what we do. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you look at the, the, the politics of the piece, it's, it's not something that people have never seen before, right? Like you were talking about, it harkens back to, to the experiences that you had, um, but at the same time, is something that's still fresh and, and, and necessary because the needs are so dire right now. So what we're trying to do with the piece is to speak to those needs and show people that there are people who are doing what they can to meet them in, in their own different ways. And, and that's another thing too, is that it took me a while to realize over all my years of organizing that everybody's not gonna approach organizing the same way that I do, right? Right. No, right. Right. Exactly. No, exactly. So it takes all kinds. And that's part of what this piece shows is that some people are more on the reform tip, some people more on the revolutionary tip. But it takes all of that in order to move mm-hmm. things forward substantially. And, and sometimes, you know, when you said that, this is a whole other discussion. We do not have to have at this moment. But that that the more I watch how people work and roll inside the community and, and to, to fight for justice and for a different world and to, to give people an alternative way of approaching life. At the same time, a lot of times there's, there's, you know, other than kind of analysis of the future, there's not always a, a lot of difference between people who might call themselves want to reform inside the system, or people who want to work outside. Mm-hmm. I really find there's sometimes a deeper connection than there is separation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, def- I mean, it's going to take a, a united front. Um, but I just think, you know, when 
when the basic premise is we, we, we need to do away with this, I think the, the approach is different. The assertiveness is different. Um, <laughs> you know okay. what I'm saying? Like, hey, you know, yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. Not, you're not like, <laughs> you know, no one's going to, you, you, you're not giving into it because you, you don't have any stake in the system. You know what I'm saying? And you're, re- you're willing to sacrifice more, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, I, and I think, I know, you know, based on the work that our ancestors did, you know what I'm saying? Them laying down their lives and sacrificing so much. Everything that black folk have that we have at- obtained is for the most part a result of our radical tradition. So for us to pretend that that doesn't exist, you know what I'm saying, that we can somehow just, you know, from, some, from just a place of reform, that we can just reform the same system, you know what I'm saying, and enslaved our ancestors that continues to oppress us, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, <coughs> that, you know, attempted genocide against the indigenous people of this, to think that we can reform this, you know what I'm saying, and to, and to only be upset because Trump is president, mm-hmm. forget Trump, it's the system. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It needs to be dismantled. Trump is just a in-your-face version of what black folk have been experiencing since we've been. Story 11 o'clock news and it's like that. What you heard, they protect killer cops because they will get served. And it's like that. I ain't taking it back because it ain't where you're from. It's where you're at. Where's B-more at? Where's Brooklyn at? Where's Gaza? Where's Cleveland? Where's Ferguson at? And it's like that. Better get off the fence. Demonstrate, legislate, or build self-defense. Story 11 o'clock news and it's like that What you heard, they protect killer cops Cause they will get served and it's like that I ain't taking it back Cause it ain't where you're from, it's where you're at Where's B-more at? Where's Brooklyn at? Where's Gaza? Where's Cleveland? Where's Ferguson at? And it's like that Better get off the fence Demonstrate, legislate, build self-defense Man, f*** these cops CNN, we run these blocks Snap a voice box and we'll speak with rocks It shouldn't take it this long to connect these dots Yo, they don't even see us How long it take for them to bother to deceive us? This ain't the first ready grade to come between us It's the last one they'll forget and you could take that to Jesus I put that on my people in the streets From the leaders to the All right, folks, welcome. This is Mark Steiner right here on the Mark Steiner Show On WEA, and what you just heard uh, Comes out of a new film called it's like that. And, of course, that was Son of None. Kevin James is in the house who uh, opened the film. This is a centerpiece of this film. Good to see you in the studio, Kevin. Always, man. And my old friend Bashi Rose is in the house who directed yeah. and edited this film. Uh, he's founder of uh, Drama uh, and No More Theater, videographer, editor at The Real News, and was a 2012 OSI fellow. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, one of the things that um, that struck me is that that, that, that that comes clear. What you were describing was also part of what Jared Ball, who's also in this film prominently, um, was articulating. Uh, when he was talking about this thing, and I, I, uh, I was saying you, you, kind of, you sample from stuff that we did in the show, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> which was kind of cool. I like that. <laughs> so, um, but so I, I want to come back to something inside the film before we come back to some content stuff. The some of the paintings and images that you all pulled out for this film, and I've seen them before. Can you talk a bit about what they were? Where you found them? What these, you know. Yeah, a lot, a lot of the ideas for the images was, came came from the brilliant mind of a son of none. The way that it came together is I had ideas for different images I wanted to see associated with different lyrics, mm-hmm. right? So I sent Bashi a list of all of that, but I was like, this is just a guide. So where did you pull them from? Where'd they come from? So a lot of them I I searched online, came from the internet. So in in the internet, obviously, you know, is vast. So I would see things. 
And then that would lead me on a search to find more and more. So I didn't necessarily come to the table with this knowing I wanted to see this or that specific image all the time. I knew that I wanted to see something that represented what these lyrics were saying. But then Bashi took it and ran with it. There were a lot of things in there that I'd never seen before. And and he 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 just has that mind and that talent to, to scope out, you know, like the images that would fit the the lyrics and speak broadly to, to, to those experiences. So I mean, again, I have to pay homage again to the, um, you know, when I was coming up, just reading and studying um, and watching the works created by, you know, artists from the Black Arts Movement. Um, that, in addition to, you know, just being exposed to the text mm-hmm. and ideas of the Black radical tradition, you know what I'm saying? And it gives you that kind of ideological context and perspective um, as an artist. So, so it's a combination of, like, the intuitive, you know what I'm saying, and my ideological background, being able to take these ideas and put them in a revolutionary uh, context that's still artistic and appealing, you know what I'm saying, to the artistic side of us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this was really very much of a, from Jump Street to the end, a collaborative process between, collaborative process between the two of you. Yeah, definitely. As kind of co-creators of this, this production. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, how long did it take to do from, how long did it take to shoot it and put it together? I mean, could you shot this over a period of time, right? right. Different sequences. And then you had to edit it. So how long how long do the different processes take? Just for I, some young people out there who might be thinking about film and work, is you did you produce like I read about twelve and a half minutes, something like that. That's right? the version that, that's that's out is yeah thirteen and yeah. thirteen. Yeah. Like, yeah, right, right, right. But the the long version is what twenty five. Yeah. 25. Oh, there's a long version, mm-hmm. but it's not up yet. Uh, we actually screened it at um, the Free Keith Davis event that they had at twenty six forty. Okay. Um, the other week, yeah. So um, we started in the summer. And one thing led to another, you know, there were technical issues and delays and things like that. And then we wrapped it up and launched on um, MLK Day. Yeah. But it was about five days of actual shooting. Yeah. Because we shot from the murals. Mm-hmm. I think it took us like two days, I think, for that. At yeah. Dom- I don't know, Guilford Avenue? Um, I mean, like Gilmore Holmes. Gilmore, Gilmore Holmes, I mean to say. Mm-hmm. Gilmore, yeah. 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 And then we shot, um, then the piece of, with, that we shot with everyone on board, that was shot that in a day. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in editing, how long did that process take? Oh, it took some hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, like what? I'm just curious because people get a sense of what it really takes to produce a piece like this. I mean, it's not like something you just do, sit down and go, hey, I'm going to edit. Oh, you'll be done tomorrow morning, right? Yeah. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, good, maybe like 40 hours, you know, spread out, sometimes intense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm estimating. Something what were like you about to say? Okay, you're going to say something. No, nah, I mean, that was completely his, his realm. Like, I had ideas and things like that, but... He he pulled it all together, and and made it what it was. So, yeah, I, forty hours. That sounds yeah, sounds about right. Yeah. Spread out over over you know several uh, weeks and months. Yeah, it's on Facebook page. I guess it's on your Facebook page, mm-hmm. Kevin, and it's on mm-hmm. your Facebook page, right? Yes. Son of Lennon, yours as well. And we'll blast it out there on Facebook mm-hmm. and our web page as well for people to see. Thank it's you. It's really Appreciate good. It. <laughs> so, Bashiro, Son of Lennon, Kevin James, good to have you all in the house. All right. Thanks again. All right. Peace.